You're listening to Live from City Lights, a podcast of readings and archives from City Lights books and publishers. To learn more, visit www.citylights.com. Hello, everybody. Peter Maravellis here on behalf of City Lights booksellers and publishers and the City Lights Foundation. I'd like to welcome you to City Lights Live, the virtual extension of the City Lights events calendar, where we continue to celebrate the works of authors we know and love through readings, discussions, and forums. I'd like to take this moment at the outset to acknowledge that we are beaming to you from the unceded ancestral homelands of the Ramatish peoples, also known as the San Francisco Bay Area. We'd like to take this moment to offer respect to those who have come before us as stewards of the land. Tonight, we are honored to have with us Fred Moten celebrating his new poetry collection, Perennial Fashion Presence Falling published by the wonderful Wave Books in Seattle, Washington. A new book by Fred Moten is always an event of auspicious nature. He is one of our country's great thinkers, social theorists, and poetic voices, his work continually breaking new ground. He has written numerous books of poetry and criticism. These include All That Beauty, In the Break, Black and Blur, as well as All Incomplete, written with Stefano Harney, amongst others. His work has brought him into collaborations with critic Laura Harris, artist Wu Tsang, and musicians Gerald Cleaver and Brandon Lopez. Professor Moten is a MacArthur and Guggenheim Fellow working in the Departments of Performance and Studies and Comparative Literature at New York University and is a member of the American Academy of Arts and Sciences. Joining him this evening in conversation is Doug Kearney. Doug is no stranger to City Lights as we've had the distinct pleasure of hosting him before. We're also huge fans of his work. Douglas Kearney has published several poetry collections including most recently the book Optic Subwoof which I am happy to add was named a finalist for the Firecracker Award just today. Additional titles include Show, the award-winning Buck Studies, amongst others. He's received numerous honors for his work. Mr. Kearney teaches creative writing at the University of Minnesota Twin Cities and makes his home in St. Paul. Before we begin, I would like to let you know we're going to be posting links in the chat function of your Zoom dashboard with which you may purchase books. We'll also be taking questions, so please post them in the chat function in your Zoom dashboard. You may want to also switch to speaker view so you don't get that Hollywood Squares effect, just a lot nicer, clean cut. So join us now in offering a warm welcome to Fred Moten and Douglas Kearney. Such an honor to have you both with us. Welcome to City Lights. Thank you so much, Peter. Peter. Thanks, man. Thanks. Hey, Doug. Good to see you as always. Absolutely. So, I mean, we'll, we'll get started. I need to tell everybody out there that, that uh, Fred and I had like an arm wrestling contest about length of our respective readings. So we going to both try to hit 12 minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's funny because we actually had a chance to hang out for a, a, a bowl of soup and a drink uh, just, just this last weekend. Yeah. Um, and I told Fred that one of the things I was most excited about about this reading is it's one of those readings where I knew exactly what I wanted to read. Um, and I told him it was basically just going to be a bunch of love letters to him. So um, I'm going to start uh, with a series, uh, a few poems from a series called A Natural History of Inequality. And I first came across A Natural History of Inequality in an essay that Fred had written some time ago called Black Kant, Black Kant. Um, however, that essay is now called Knowledge of Freedom. Um, 
Now, this is what struck me about that. Um, a natural history of, of inequality, when I first encountered it, was a list of 16 characteristics, 16 qualities um, that Fred listed. And, you know, just like did a mic drop and then walked out the room and, and left, <laughs> and left that, that list there. And I wanted to engage that list. Um, and so I decided to write um, poems uh, referencing that list. Um, and there's a weird ass constraint connected to it that I'm not gonna get into right now, but I'll just uh, tell you what the list total was. The stupid, the irrational, the deformed and or deformative, the unfinished and or disruptive, the driven and or transportive, the irregular and or anti and anti-regulative, the blurred and or blurring, the curved, the canted, the arabesque, the paragon, the outwork and or mad absence of the work, the outlaw, the would have been outside, the thing of nature that defies or defers rather than presupposes representation, the social whose life and exhaustion of the given has often been mistaken for death. The irregular and or anti and anti-regulative. Did not, but didn't not, or did not, not did, woke up a rando hour in that old double bind of suspicious, suspicions of activity. Didn't not, did, didn't, didn't not it, no such thing as repetition. Didn't not, not did no such thing as only insistence, amplification of, rather please, I've been in a steady residency studying doing sans getting done in. When abroad for the conference raid conspiratorial unsuspicious activity, I insisted our syncopated metrics tender on the international measure exchange to the registration. My data tight as fuck, boo-boo, toot sweet with my tote bag. My lanyard swang Jesus PC as I crooked booty to the keynote. I sat in the not doing of doing what I did not. By and by came Q&A. I cued, can self-discipline inactivity be considered inactivity as the disciplining of the self is a praxis and income security, a rented roughshod all. There they are, double taken where I stood. I stayed to rephrase my cue. I believe this a discourse. Security fixed to quantize my oft conduct with they cops of batons. I was a present ruckus, recused for actively inactivating me by vice and versa. This collabo took the discipline to the next level. The blurred and or blurring. Some Latinate Jurassic appellation would vest us against living this now and this here. Endangered species? Some appellation species. Like that's not us down the root of their mutter, their fodder. Even so, on occasion, I catch me hard at <laughs> humanizing ourselves, pathological redundancy, all man tantalus trying to link with the great chain of being. Tasked thusly in keen laborious failure, we appear both striker and scab. Resistance, Monty with acquiescence all day, sucker, an egg laying a chicken. Eventually, insect math chatters, they'll be us. How many systemic pliostocenes and teapots they brew to stunt their growth? Burn. Now see what one that chain gets, you low-rating being being here. The full moon expressed to monstrosities wanting that fetter blessed to be vine. That's a person birthing up. If they thought the answer, time machine, they ought to do their own damn remembering. Dreaming for one damn once. At some sometime intervals, some now is bound to seem a then. Curved. Broken English is guitorically speaking, apparently. English is speaking. Was a tongue in search of a mouth, or mouth in search of a tongue, became the combo featuring tongue and mouth duetting for a head. 
Tongue bowed to the dust, mouth gripping it in aspirational cartography, marking with indexical detail all the places they'd forgotten to look. When ordered to hit a straight lick, mouth, in solidarity with tongue, chose crookedness. In solidarity with mouth, tongue practiced alveolar clicking and lisping with fine raspberry varietals. Nostalgic for a head that could at last house their newness, they cut a parabolic groove into the wood, breaking it down and laying in it. It could have been them, but they was playing. They played dead as aspiration research. One bit the other, chapped the other, a means to swell, a way to flay. Former, the head might erupt from accumulated fluid. Latter, it might help cracking the lip shell. These were the available logics. They flogged the combo's desire for home. They realized, though, that their movement was articulation, a fugitivity that bent without breaking, ain't nodding, and we ising. They headed off, pursued, pursuer, pursuit at once, and dust cloud. The outlaw. Statutes had an Escheres capaciousness, being outside them instead smack dabbed us in their intended order. Entropy brought to heel through an entropic crackdown of Akrite. On the regular, we laid out interlaced pretty much anywhere an unsteady sociality could be shimmed by us prone. Sometimes one time would shoot, our athletic tick to run away at bullets. Something about this meat transmutes ammo to protocol. One time, the protocols didn't de-escalate us all the way. We up and carried them into our outlandish inner city anatomies, our bucolic innards, and or contrarywise, so the police were moved to accompany us in our upward-down drive. I neither envy nor pity Popo, whose ethos for ordering depends on embroidering our systematized fuck-ups. What we're at's only legible while we riddled with protocols after all. Some people suggest our meaning justifies our end. Oh, they never suggest that. Instead, in order to write a sociality, touch bullets to protocols and or ordering depends on riddled meaning that they mean us to clarify a limit and hate that they're in it. We tally their bullets like our names. And one more from this series. The social, whose life in exhaustion of the given has often been mistaken for death. Shit that our lives collectively need struggle for mattering. Is we, is we, is we ghosts? If so, passage through taxonomic walls should be categorical. But I stay busting my unmattered nose on the margin. Meticulous in my essays, come to pass these tests lay me level, a kind of plane of face. My research done been undone, lacking a working physics for immaterial contradiction. Onward despite no way. What is too high to get over, I leap at. Or too low, I dig. Or what holds fast, I throw us at many one mulgans. The blood on my face seems my face, shouldn't it, under theoretical ghosthood conventions? We lay down again, though face down this time. I aim to gain such insight into crime scene topography. But then, this is an a priori versus a posteriori knowledge. That is, if I stay a kind of working way to get blood, we am such insight, that knowledge. Both. A ghost toils at haunting of where, if you're there hearing chains bojangle or no. Bet this place was haunted prior our being born here as trespassers. The wind that stutters yonder curtains ain't nothing but us breathing together. There ain't no ghosts here dead for dying. Um, and I'll close with a poem called Mysteries Give Me Power. I don't know. I don't know if I sent this one to you yet, Fred. So, so maybe this is, I'm now serenading you. <laughs> All right. Briard, my brain at its sunup, 
It's some piecework. It's some of holler. It's sundown and at its sundry movement among its thornfulness. Wind, maybe, maybe vermin, the scratching what calls itself presence. That which draws flies and rot, buku predation, name it, say, fruit. And then what invites itself an eyeball, reckless and or steady, an object to regard, but not of, dub it flower. Nigger rig up this still life that is neither. The ethering of my slow other, my dearest, darkest consciousness, whose feet don't fail to come to the place for which I work it, a jungle plantation for to grow jungles, a terrarium of lush adders and leering spiders plump with yellow cautions, the poison control center on speed dial, as is the tuxedo tailor for my monkey suit, all day, er day. My all black everything, my fall black and backslide, my juiced full back roiding the backfield, my backside shown, drawers torn, cause my greasy ad libs, the product of my deep listening to, 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 I sigh long enough. Could my feet come out my mouth? Running, yo, I hit the ground. My slow mo outlantic, beloved negrescence, there to lift and sing my every mean. My teeth kicked out incites a slack who done it. The black scratched off the mirror's withers makes a window for to see through the animal what apes me ass backwards. It was him. Each tooth bagged and lettered for exhibit uh, evidence, proof of A, concept, B, life, C, purchase. This shit a slippery slope. Should I have led with the dock passing ships like gallstones or a shout out to the cross old man with the hungry cock and divine to go to ring? This here ill-starred epic, a mock-up of a fuck-up underway. Underneath my understanding, yay, Mosey's my precious tarry ontology, safari guide through the spiky tangle by the dawn's early lightning. I mean to peep game. The guide points, scat, the beast come by near. Meanwhile, back in Wakanda, and Zamunda, and Stankonia, and Drexia. I sigh long enough, might my heart come out my mouth. Squads tooled up, fool, coming for to carry those who got swung in breezes. Southern compared to what, whom, where, coming for to bury the rope enthusiasts, an armada of canoes, eschewing the use of schooners. They cross whale roads, kinning. Should have started here, but there's no return. Ah. My teeth tagged and bagged, my heart upchucked with nary a nick, fell at my puked up feet on the one, the spooky keels gaining on ya, coming for the, a second wish upon a Polaris, to never need no Polaris, thus never need no first wish, Jesus, even my fantasies is paradoxical. My third wish I hold, reckoning freedom lanyap the second. I waited to wake up off the chain, Alain unlocked. Now I mean, no one's knew nothing, thus no same old imminence. Instead, I found me bound to not knowing how it feels to be free. A black ass tautology, nigga parlay with birds and white children, maskless asymptomatics, what was once white children, zipped an RSVP with the US of A and was stood up to get in the know. But being sans kin, I wouldn't mistake for mystery. To spitball a pit's depths, a pit's depth, one might number the dirt where it isn't. That was no mystery, but math. Mysteries give me power, which is to state causation, which is to entreat, to make to mean to say ambiguous, but tongue ambivalent, a slippage, a bluing I notice pucent, strong or only aggro. Come a mouth grown out my neck, red as a wheel from about. I turn about to see what I'm saying, but my mirror still tampered ergodically, ergo wish number two. I know it's there, 
What I don't see, what it do, but it do what it does. I chew on this, a juju root. What's a root out my split level moves? Back, back, forth and forth, swinging both ways, this bifurcated intercourse. I interlock me to me, a snarl, whenever we tangle or what is and what is not. If I was sick, if I were to, if I were entreating the some mysteries, I'd need me some seer, some oracular hookup, what wouldn't leave me swinging windward. Were I the versa of vice, which is to say, ray, say, ray causation, some slash the mysteries, my littoral would swell with craft. See my sighing and eyeshot of the seaside, but lifting my peak to the dark hills from whence I saw long enough, could my mouth come out my mouth, a loop duet to death, a toothlessness, newly teethed, ah, makes a battle cries inverse, a lamentation, a genre, a la moaning, me mouthing the lyrics I both swallowed and vomited, a dusk and a dawn, if I was to, if I was to make a third wish, might it take a trebled mouth to make it plain? My other two shadily comping their adagio riff, the lyric abraded with the speech act. I wish, I wish, I wish the diphthonged lead outcome of the two maws chewing each other out. Whose duty to grant numero three? This is no mystery but math. After it though, number now. I might could unum my damn selves. I might could not be to be. Thank you. Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> you got, you got, you got. This is all just set, setting it up. This is sweeping the stage and leaving rose petals. Well, <laughs> I love it. I love it, and I love you too. Okay, so I, I got. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read a couple things for the from the new book at the end. But I wanted to 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 send some to send some love back your way John and there's a poem from all that beauty that I wanted to read cuz partly because it's totally inspired by you and and uh I think a mutual friend of ours Harry Dodge um yep. and uh but it's definitely kind of moving in the wake of your great book Mess and Mess and and um but it's also kind of moving in a direction towards which, you know, in a direction towards towards this new book, Perennial Fashion, um, in which I'm kind of caught up in this deep ambivalence with regard to art and and it's bound up with like, I guess maybe you could call it like I'm caught between my hatred of the art world and my love for some artists, you know? Um, and uh and one of those artists is, is again Harry Dodge, and and I think this poem kind of propelled me in the direction of of the newer stuff. So, so this is called Mess and Mass and um, for Harry Dodge, making work means making a mess in celebration of mass. Therefore, a catechism. It's what it is to take pains, separable from what it is to take pain. Is pain absorbed or reassigned or can art just take it all the way away? Would that be both a kind of bridge and a kind of break, not in between the work and the witness, but in their separations overflow, which makes the maker join in the making, having disappeared in curacy, the taking of pain become the taking of care, 
we're taking care in the making, working all the way through the works unworking, is unbearable pleasures uncountable continuum? Is the give and take of pleasure and pain what finally, serially, neither art nor artist nor audience can withstand? There's a dispossessive empathy that makes me stop the world and melt with you. It crushes us, turns our solidities into discharge. Such loss of composure is the work of love that works of love compose. Consider the pain in the ass of watching paint dry, which is boredom's metaphor of choice. Harry takes on the pain of boredom for the sake of our excitement, but he doesn't really watch paint dry. Rather, in the painstaking shaping of the paints drying, in the care infused in colors metastasis, in the activation of surfaces dimensionality, in the slow cultivation of surfeit, Harry lets us watch paint dry forcing upon us some menacingly chromatic fun because he makes us watch it melt too. Our fun cut up with sub-ecstatic fretting. Is the very idea of the work worried by this constant going over the edge or is mess messed up in this interminable edging? This continual almost coming that never comes, gone in the perpetual ruination of arrival? Is a mess made or is this a mess in the making that's been stilled? Even in this ongoing coming, then come and gone, it's such a pretty mess, pretty being close enough to beautiful to let the problem of beauty back into play in sublime emulsion. Though it's just pretend emulsion, play emulsion. Emulsion, come again if you feel like giving it to me. That this urethane resin shaped into active unshapeliness voluptuously out of shape and unencompassed in the painstaking taking of care and amassing of mess looks something like the real thing. As Aretha Albus says, they say, and sings in North Detroit with Carolyn and William Robinson and Benjamin Patterson in them. Carefully, painstakingly, Harry makes you worry, lining up all these worried, dripping lines all but against the wall to let you worry the limits of some terms mess and mass and care and pain and make and let and line and melt and come and go and work and worry, worry, worry. And paint. It all reminds us in following colors materiality into the heavy terrain of something like Jade DeFeo's off-white rose and Harry's bright confection, that casting pigment is a language problem. The activity of paint is all but suppressed in the shift from verb to noun. Painting works or don't work this way as well. Work works this way too, so that art and its terms are just replete with this restless tendency to be still. But if you say that Harry urethanes, or if we call pure shit hot dog cake, which is where I'm looking out from to the rest of this world he works and messes up and cares for a urethaning, then you might move back into some sort of motion. Come mess the noun up so you can see what's happening. If you've been inclined to call it a drip sculpture, the movement wants to make you want to say dripping sculpturing while you go wandering like Del Gu, the mountain man. Del Gu was a mess, his name even messier than glue in the I haven't been lifted out of it, regifting the G to itself in extra purity. Not no grammar, just messy grammar. 
readable as mud or muck or shit, the way a mountain man might read it in the being attuned to the natural mess in the name of the preternaturally unnatural. This is the shit, and in this regard, Harry is a doo-doo chaser, doing, working all up on and after pleasure's irreducible nastiness, its essential messiness, its melting little mountainous massiveness, like George Clinton and Doug Kearney in them. Pure shit is the shit in this regard, but can messiness be pure or in order truly to be itself, must messiness fall out of itself and into the all but absolutely fastidious? The careful arrangement of the mess, the painstaking taking care of it, is a deviant sacrament given in the transubstantiation of turds and dicks and hot dogs or drapes the mess and traps and buckets and also in the delicate balance with which Harry's shit be all off center on the pedestal, all off center and rough hewn and strewn all over the room, all thrown all over the place with extreme precision. No divinity shapes these thrown ends, but they do be shaped with burnt profanity. Or maybe this is where divination and provination converge, not just to see, but to materialize the stinking future and occult practice, and arranging shit a mile a minute so you can see and walk around in it, talk it, so to speak, with a gaudy, common, spiky swerve. What if the future is just this coming to refuse the difference between what you see and are and walk and talk around in? All caught up in the shit, the thought that emerges is more and less than computation. It's not that information is processed here as much as it is that food for thought is digested, cosmic slop come cosmic birthday. Cake is a divination engine, not a difference engine in this regard, though difference is preserved in thick layered flatness. Walk around in it. What is a regard that you can walk around in it? You ever wish you could walk around in a painting, which is, as they say, a higher plane of regard? You can walk around in a gallery, but you want it to be flat because you want the tangle even more than you want the air. Or you just want the air to be real close so close that getting bumped or broken into falls to burning, melting everything that kills us. We wanna celebrate the flagrant crush. We need to take messy care of our shit. Let's sculpt dripping. Let's walk around through painting. Let's talk it all around till we find the truth, which is the shit in messy, messy, messy urethaning. Installations, literal dimensionality, having been rendered immaterial in Leonelian and rampant dribbling. The gallery was supposed to be more crowded, so the flatness, which could only be given pictorially, could at least be felt. By flatness, let's mean this absolute proximity, the palimpsestic embrace of the half-closed book, almost propped up in, in incomplete rub, an absolute hold. Beholder, see the song called exactly what it is to be close out in the open, to reveal these anametaphysical longings we be reveling in past the point of non-belonging. Divination is a matter of the mother of God in this regard, and proximity is flow and flown, having run on through the end, an eschatological, scatological shit. Scat, you better get on away from here, which is all you can do when you all caught up in all this shit and all that beauty. Now, can you do it colorfully? 
Can you make the sausage factory seem like a studio? Can you make all that beauty beautiful and give it away? Harry makes it beautiful and gives it away. He gives away a factory of making so you can make your own groupings and compositions in the room that then you make and then you give away. You can because you must. Angle being everything in its absolute tightness, which is angelic, insolvent, imposition. Were you sure you want some? You really want to come in here? It doesn't really matter. You've been caught up in the general sculpture, a congenially non-congenital machine walking around in it as if it were a park or leaking, dripping from piece to piece, having been both shaped and randomized by careful derangement. You're already making angles in new one-dimensional sculptures where the pieces and whomever you come here with or find there block and pierce one another. It's a hall of complex mirrors and you're not yourself when you look in them. And yet you do walk around as if in the deep flatness of a painting. You walk around in the curvaceous pictoriality of Harry's drawing or drying or directing towards something culminating in assemblage and non-performative relief, some jamming together of bits and bots and bites into an earthly complication of the world. In this impeccably incontinent terraforming, Harry puts some luscious sign on all that melismatic mess that can't nobody tell him how to use. That's why you all messed up now. These are works of love after all, and messing you up is the work love does. All that making and unmaking that infuses the object falling off and away from itself in degenerative genesis, held among other objects all falling off and beholding one another fall away, all playing mass en masse on the way to mass, being on the way, being the mess we in and the mass we celebrate. That's just how we do all coming all up on where we at and always gone with some lazy ass tracks delay. We dodge, but we can't get the hell out of dodge. So we sound like we generally surround dodge, main in some general striking. Harry having taken such pains and such care that we know what we want to want to want. And uh, I'm gonna read, uh, Let's see. I think I'm already running out of time, but here's a couple. Right, you're doing great. From the new book, um, kind of a little matched pair. Tiling lining notes. A river is studio agitation through one window. A loft and rock bottom soft support and rumble. A room, a cell, a light in the way the walls walk off in jubid pat and tiling. The pattern on the river floor all absolute and indiscernible unless you walk it. In the river, as the river, as all this rotary soar of the damned and held. Sous vide in second linearity, parading in this tube and lining out of the basic line all and against itself in black and blue switch black and Beatrice smiling, seeing all our little differences together in the venereal collection areas, serial eddying of how we taste and feel inseparably. There's just so many ways to keep going along the way. The miraculous influence is delta in Floridian branch or mangrove double silt, 
Oklahoma County moaning or swung Oklahoming, a gap band or a gap in nature kind of sounding, drowning, burning, this continually Caribbean being on fire of the river, from river to river on canal and torn to another bleeding place we from in our Lenape shift, our Delaware gap band, sending geography through a sycoractic horn chart of the natural city in and out of its broken window. Cadence still cruising mobile studio, unnamed and making waves and making waves is what it sounds like. Lining, tiling, moaning, smiling, drowning, bleeding, burning, seeing, sending, sounding just like Joseph Daly, Thurman Barker, Dave Holland, and Sam Rivers. I think that's my 12 and a half, so. Do two more minutes, man, do, do two more. <laughs> uh, so, man, I, I uh, what's up, man? <laughs> man, I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking about, I mean, I think I told you this at one point, but you know, I was I, I I taught at CalArts for for a while, and and uh, um, yeah, let's get let's like the chat's lighting up, giving you giving you applause and and uh, and love. So let that let that scroll. Um, but you know, we we talked a lot about interdisciplinarity, and there was an interview you did for Callaloo back in uh, two thousand four, I think. Um, and, uh, and in that interview, you can't, you, you said what I thought was the actual definition of interdisciplinarity, you know, as, di as distinct from collaboration or multidisciplinary. And the quote goes something like, I hear, I hear a song and it makes me want to write a poem. I hear, I hear music and it makes me want to write a poem. Now my poem is not going to be that music. And if my poem only seeks to imitate that music, it won't be worth much. But if my poem can approach the secret of that music, I might, I might approach something essential to that music, reperformed by its poetic reproduction. Um, and that to me has been the, the, the definition that I basically have used every time I talk about interdisciplinarity or, and when I think about it, which is, it's not that you want to write a poem about uh, LaBelle singing, you know, going down your river makes me shiver. You want to write the poem that does what LaBelle's going down the river makes me shiver does. Yeah. And I've always thought about that as like one of the closest and most dynamic ways to listen to or consider art. Um, because it requires you to find out what you think the secret is, right? What you think is essential to that. And then you do this sort of transmutation, which I, I find really striking. And so it's, I, and so it's like, you know, thinking about that and looking at the kind of shaped page and how the work of your ekphrastic work is like building this kind of relationship between the art, its practice, and then how that reminds me of something you said once in a discussion about how you wanted to do on the page what James Brown does, <laughs> like when he corrects the band and has them hit it again. 
And I'm just like thinking about that secret, that synthesis, that approach. And, you know, I'm curious, like, like, have you, have you, have you, have you found that moment of like that James Brown moment, that moment of interdiction, uh, interjection into the piece and like, you know, you know, does it live for you on the page or is it living more in the musical work you're doing these days? Well, it's funny, man. It's like, um, I mean, a lot of what I think you're talking about is, is this, is this relay or this, this thing we're all in, you know, at the, at the level of some kind of coordination between our hands and our ears and our eyes. Um, uh, and, and I say that I wouldn't have said the reason why I say hands today is because I didn't even tell you about this, but I had the chance to, to visit the studio last week. Okay. Great artist, great sculptor named Thaddeus Mosley. Yes. From Pittsburgh. From Pittsburgh, man. Yeah. He's 97 years old. Yes. He, he works in his studio every day making these amazing sculptures these sculptures that the the phrase he uses is weight in space weight in space yep but and of course the weight is both w-e-i-g-h-t and also w-a-i-t and the weighting of the w-a-i-t ain't just waiting for you to come it ain't just waiting for you to get there but it's also waiting on you in that sense of service right mm -hmm. right like mm -hmm. he he's engaged in these, these modalities of service and of care and the care, it comes out in his hands, you know, and he, Pittsburgh is such an amazing jazz town. And I'm there with my old buddy, R.A. Judy, we were there in the studio and then he took us back to his house, you know, and he gave us something to eat. You know, he, he, he didn't want to, he didn't want to let us go, you know, right. and he didn't let us go. He didn't let, I mean, we left, but he didn't let us go, you know? And, uh, <laughs> right, right, right. And uh, and yet he released us, right? Mm -hmm. You know, somehow. But but he was talking about his old friend that he grew up with, Ahmad Jamal, who just passed away. And, and I kept thinking about touch in relation to, to Ahmad Jamal. Yeah, um, yeah. And so now... Of course, so there's a story, right? I used to be they had the, the Charlie Parker Jazz Festival in uh in in Tompkins Square Park in New York. Mm -hmm. And we used to go every year, you know, when we were here and um when we you know, when we lived there in New York before. And I and they would set up these bleachers. And if you got there early, you could get a seat. I remember it was like noon one day, you know, first band, it was uh it was Kenny Barron. Right, it's great, great pianist, and it was nobody sitting there but me and and my partner Laura and these two old dudes who were sitting on the very top of the of the of the. Of the and Kenny Bear played something, and this one dude, man, he he was just enraptured. He was just, and Kenny played just this phrase, and he was, and the dude said, "Oh, what taste!" You know? <laughs> 
And it was like this amazing moment in which you saw the interplay of taste and touch. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you're talking like so much of optic subwoof is all about this beautiful coordination and accompaniment of eye and ear, right? What it means to see a buzz, right? Mm -hmm. What it, what it means to hear a kind of visual echo mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and this taste and touch and sight and sound, right? And, and, and there's this ensemble of the senses that's being activated. And, and, and my sense of it, I guess, is that, you know, when we when I when I listen to when I read your work when I when I listen to James Brown when I look at Thad Mosley's work when I and it and it, and it wasn't just looking at the sculptures it was looking at the shavings yes yes on the floor right yes somehow he had been able to transmit the feel of his hands in through this tool so that the wood it was caressed. Yeah. Yeah. The wood had been and and it was this amazing thing where he was work you realize that what it means for him to do work is that he's working both with and against the wood. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like Bob O'Mealy calls it antagonistic cooperation in relation to Bearden's work, you know. He yeah. oh my gosh, with yeah. and against it and yeah. And I guess what I'm trying to say is, is all of that, maybe all of that could be rolled into the word accompany. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and what it is that we do is we try to accompany, you know, one another. We try to mm -hmm. keep each other company. We try to be, try to accompany, we try to sit in with, with the Godfather, you know, and, and hope we don't get fined. You know, <laughs> you know and, um, exactly. You know, but, and they but, get replaced. <laughs> Like me and Ken Taylor, you know, we just, yeah. we've been tweeting a long poem to each other for four or five years now, you know, we accompany one another, you know, or yeah. hanging out with, I see Pete just came in, hanging out with Pete, or like, I know Fahima Ife's out there, and they probably don't think I'm, I'm with them, but I am. They send me emails and letters that are so deep that I can't answer them till school is out. Mm. But but I'm sitting with them and I'm thinking with them and 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 we and we work together and we 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 accompany each other in a way that allows us to find how we've already been accompanying each other. Like <laughs> I don't know, it's fun. I mean, I don't know, man. I'm just I think maybe poetry is just like this cool way of being with your friends, you know. Um, yeah. So it's kind of great and moving to see my boy Pete, you know, and uh, everybody out there. You just, that's what it is, you know, you, you want to, anyway, I'm just blathering now. No, no, <laughs> no. But, I mean, you know, and it, it's not, it's not even vamping. It's, 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 you know, it's moving deeper into it. I mean, I think about that a lot. Like, I mean, I, you know, there are definitely poems that when I'm writing them, I am literally thinking to myself, well, what's Evie gonna say about this one? Yeah. You know, like, 
Like, you know, what's, what's Yona going to say? Yeah. You know, um, yeah. you know, when I, when I, when I finished that, that series and I sent it to you, I was like, you know, <laughs> I was like, here, like, like, here it is. Um, you know, here's what I did. Here's what I did with what you, with what you laid down, you know? And, and, and it's, it's funny how you bring up that mostly because, you know, that he's mostly because like, you know, Ed Roberson and him also have a very deep friendship. Yeah. And, you know, one, something that's really important is like, you know, like he's 97 now, but I mean, up till maybe seven years ago, he was like carrying these gigantic logs. And these were logs that were left by the, by like the Pittsburgh Park Service. So yeah. like he wasn't going out and chop. These were like, this was waste. Quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. So like he's taking this stuff that has been laid down, you know, it's been, and he's picking it up, you know, yeah. you put it down and I'll pick it back up. And that moment of, 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 of the gouging that he's doing, that's creating those shavings. I remember, um, it was, it was me, Francine J. Harris, Erica Doyle and Ronaldo Wilson were like doing like a residency with Cap. And yeah. so we were there to interact with Thaddeus Mosley's work. And I just remember going through his studio and like, I, I'll send this to you because I did a sketch of the entire studio of yeah. all of the pieces in it because I was thinking about it as a stage for kind of an opera. Yeah. Um, and that but, feeling that the walls are like coming down to like hold you carries over into his house. That house is like, <laughs> it's like a Romare beard and collage, really. Like yeah, you think yeah. it's exactly like a beard and collage because it's like no reason these angles should hold these canted mm -hmm. and cantilevered bits, and yet they're all there, arcing towards you like like a trees following a sun that's flinging low. Yeah. Like it's just something about that space, the like the visual sound of it. You know, like like it reminds me of that moment in a in a, 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 a theme to yo-yo, right? Yeah. Where they just collapse and yet they still manage to land on that moment. <laughs> like that moment, like mm. it feels like the house and the space in the studio is constantly sort of cascading, but landing precisely. Yes. And and that is something like the kind of feeling that I get sometimes when I'm like in the midst of the writing of somebody like Akila Oliver or you, or there's this poem that uh, ooh, Alpha Michael Weaver had uh, that wrote, oh, and I can't, I can't remember the title of it right now, but it was in one of the old Kaveh Kahneman anthologies. Mm -hmm. And I just remembered that kind of density, the indexicality, Another thing that you talked about is like, even if you're not tracing each line, don't you recognize something? Yeah. And that sense of recognition has been a really important part for me in terms of like how I'm reading work that doesn't necessarily say, you know, like I'm going to unbutton myself and give up all my goods, but I'm all right here. I'm yeah. all right here. Yeah. What do you recognize? Do you hear that call in it? And there's something about that kind of work that creates, just reading it creates a sociality. This is the, well, he, he's like, he lives in this cosmological experiment that he's conducting. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Right. It's this mm-hmm. constant making of a of a of a of a cosmological of a cosmological alternative, right? Even under the most severe duress. And and it's funny because you know when when you what when you, the, the the secret mm-hmm. is is open. He he holds it out. Yeah. In in his hand. But yeah. but the but the secret of the secret is that you can have it, but you can't steal it. Right, right, right. If you steal right. it, it it ain't it's you 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 didn't get it. You know, <laughs> right, you right, it, right. You didn't get it, you know. And now you know, look, I mean, shit, we live in a state of emergency at this point. Mm-hmm. And 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 we're in the midst of this recognition that that as horrific as the genocidal conditions under which we live have been, mm-hmm. we have to recognize that what has what was genocidal turned out to have always been geocidal, right? Oh, uh-huh. and uh-huh. and so I don't want to, you know, it's like even though it's all good, it ain't all good, you know, um, right, right, but. But on the other hand, you know, the the secret that that people like him share, that you share, Keila Oliver, you know, John, you know, Keen. I mean, I mean, this this to me, like, you know, punks is just this amazing flowering of the open secret, you know, and um, so I, you know, I mean. You know, I mean, at some point it has to turn into a co- into a common practice, right? Yeah. Um, and it doesn't feel like I don't think we have an infinite amount of time to work that shit out. But, but I, uh, you know, but yeah, there's a, you know, going to his studio and going to his house was like going to church, you know, yeah, um, for heathens, you know. <laughs> 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 church, church for heathens. For heathens and trifling mother. Oh yeah, no. And yeah, it was him, and and you know, it's funny being there. You know, you feel like you're, yeah, you're in this process of accompaniment, and mm-hmm. and like Ed Robinson wasn't there, but he was there. And Nate Mackey was there. Ahmad Jamal was there. You know, Stanley Turrentine was there. You know, I mean, it was. My mom was there, man. It was like. You know, I I lived in Pittsburgh for two years when I was, you know, my first two years of high school. Yeah. And I remember I went in there, I was like, man, you know, my mom used to go to this club in Homewood, you know, this black neighborhood in Pittsburgh. And she used to listen to this singer named Tiny. Mm. And I can't remember Tiny's last name, but my he was like, oh, you mean Tiny Irving? And he had two <laughs> Tiny Irving's albums just sitting on top of his stereo. You know, it was like that, man. It was like yeah. that. So, so that's recognition right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. Um but but you know, this this practice of accompaniment, I it's not about trying to foreground or the music or or in a way that 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 eclipses or or occludes all the other 
modalities of of making that 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 you know they sort of animate art and black art in particular but on the other hand the music becomes a kind of place where maybe it may, may, we we can the, the 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 very specific practices of it you know are bound up with this revealing the secret which is this and the secret is is accompaniment you know yeah and um and this is what i always so like this is what i learned you know from you and studying you and studying like i told you the other day i got i got two i got two <laughs> i got two 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 uh uh what do you call them playlists on my phone mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. which my kids make fun of me one of them is called grown ass man and because it because and what grown ass man means is is that like if if i want to have a fleetwood mac uh, song on my playlist i can't because i'm a grown ass man dog that's right <laughs> and, and, and i double down on this shit so i got an extra another one called extra grown ass man you know and um and 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 that record that you made with Val Jonti is like mm. I got half of it on one of those lists and half of it on the other, and it's this continual curriculum, you know, this open curriculum about accompaniment. Right? Mm. And and what's cool is that's what you can learn, I think, playing with musicians. And I've been learning that playing with with Brandon Lopez and Gerald Cleaver, and um, and you know the best thing we were talking about this other day. The best thing I learned is. I'm sitting there, I'm trying to read. I'm like trying to figure out where do I come mm -hmm. in? Like, I don't have to read all these words. No, no, you know? no, no. Like, just cause I wrote them doesn't mean I have to read them all. Exactly. And exactly. I, I found that shit out too from this great, great poet from Vancouver named Cecily Nicholson. Mm -hmm. I, she gave a reading in New York one time and she read her whole book, okay? But she just was moving from, she was just yes. flowing. She remixed her whole book. Yes. From, from poem to poem. She read like four lines and come back. You know, it was, it was. So I don't know. I kind of feel like, man, it's like um, it's like there's well, why let, you know, we we work on these poems and we work on them really hard, but but there's no reason to let a poem get in the way of poetry. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. See, <laughs> there, there it is. There it is. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, because, because all that's registering in the moment that you feel like you got to read all the things is, is two things. It's like duty. I, I, I must. And it's, and it's this feeling, and it's this feeling that you don't have anything else to give to this moment besides, yeah. well, this is why I'm here. These, the, these poems, these words, so if I'm supposed to be in this room, I'm supposed to deliver all of that. Yeah. And, I, and I think that that's when, 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 I think the way I started learning about that was probably through Wanda Coleman, who would do yeah. that, yeah. that kind of medley work, like she'd be from book to book. And, you know, there's something, there's something that you said earlier about the move from the genocidal to the geocidal. And to me, that is a chiasmus of if I can't have it, no one can. Yeah. Right. That that impulse is this dilation. This it's that like broken back out. And yeah, I think that that I think that that's just that's so that's so key and so on point.
And I was also thinking about how, like, if you went into, uh, you know, Thaddeus Mosley's studio to steal, you know, you take the sculptures, but the secrets in the shavings, yeah. right? The secrets in the shavings, that's, that's there as well, right? So you wouldn't be taking the right thing because you don't know where it is, even though it's right there. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that that's, yeah, I just think that that's amazing. But, I, but yeah, yeah. I, there's so many, there's, I mean, like, all right, so I see, I see in the chat, you know, at some point we're supposed to uh, have a Q&A and, and, <laughs> okay. and, yeah. I, and I feel, and I feel selfish and I feel uh, uh, greedy right now. Um, oh, somebody put, yes, remember Wanda Coleman. No, no, they ain't, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. No, you don't, yeah. you don't forget Wanda Coleman. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so, I mean, I guess, I guess if people want to, want to have, want to put some questions into the chat, I'll, I'll I'll pull them up, pull them out, um, and 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 share them. Uh, but yeah, just just man, just thinking about sound and remembering that where I met you was Giovanni Singleton yeah. had an event for Nocturnes. She yeah. had a recording for the Blues issue that we hosted at Cal Arts. Yeah. And I remember, you know, and I, I haven't been thinking about this, but uh, uh yep, yep, look, oh, there we go, Dr. Oh. Giovanni Singleton. <laughs> yep, yep. In it's the Giovanni's house. Room. That's it's right. Giovanni's room now. Giovanni Zoom. Yeah. Uh, Giovanni Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Doc. Um, um, but thinking about after we did the recording, the first thing. I did was give you a copy. I think it was of, of a poem called Quantum Spit. You were like, yeah. you're like, hey, let me, and I and I remember giving you that. So like the letter passing back, you know, like started as a relay that started in the in the first <laughs> in the first encounter. That um, that album called Quantum Spit. You know? al- I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I remember that night so well because because Wadada played right was like, mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. record, you know. And um, and Issa Davis um, was there. I mean, it, you know, e. Scott Miller. I'm at the point now where I'm filled with all of these memories, you know, um, and and they feel good. It feels good to have them, but but it makes you greedy, you know. Yeah. Or I don't actually. No, that's not right. It doesn't make you greedy. It makes you. I just, I don't think it was, I don't think it's a matter of greed to to raise the question of how come it can't be like that all the time, you know? Right. Um, it's not a matter of greed, it's actually a matter of necessity, you know? And um, and obviously that's gonna be, that's a matter of work, right? That's yeah. That's something that, you know, we have to work for, but, but, um, but yeah, Giovanni did that work that night to to make that possible, and um, so we try to go and do likewise, <laughs> you know, wherever wherever we can, wherever we can. But maybe if nobody has a question, man, you you want to read one more thing? I can read another thing. You want to read another thing? Cause yeah. you know. here, let me. I, I'm gonna read one more thing, and okay. then and then you can take us out. Okay. Okay. All right. And, uh, I'm, this is this is for 
I wish I had something for all my friends, for everybody personally out there. And I'm working on it, I promise. But but this is something I've been working on for for John, um, for John Keen. It's it's a thank you note. So. Dear John, I've been reading 10 things I do every day, every day. Now I don't know anything anymore. What does sacred ordinary protocol have to do with knowing anything or with knowing nothing anymore? When? What common irregularity? What regular surprise? Is there an anti-epistemology of the open field or the open road behind the open door? See that mirror in the open window? Painting is required when it seems like seeing comes first. You say Bearden seems in my burning ears and I'm still learning, not knowing, leaning, yearning. I can't see around the corner, but here comes sound and all as you see through painting. I wanna be where you are as nothing's ever left your mind. It's not that the erotic and the elegiac haven't always gone together. It's that the ways they get together stay more thick, more desperate, more abandoned. New world and world's end are breathtaking in your eyes. The truth of the kiss ain't true if it can't bear drowning. If it can, then it ain't true. Insofar as you see all that, you see how to say blue solitude. You do 10 things 17 ways and 15 ways in one of those. Actually, I can't count the ways you go through actuality, but by way of your beautiful ways of bending, of all your leaving and parting and valid beginning, the way your method of truth against method is a way. I wanted to take this chance and learn the ways of love all wrong in the generous margin of your spine. Can I say that I'm your shadow? Don't take back all this withholding. In the failure to redeem and to redress, something fortuitous is born. Born by the unbearable, something comes of the unforgivable. Out of all this divining, out of all this diving out of rule, out of all this lining out of worried line, remember? To remember is to investigate demonstrations of presence. Such demonstrations often show in hiding. Your punctuation undiscovers. Colons don't explain, they just describe. They don't describe, but lie between description and recounting. Not in between, they count off rough and realign, all non-aligned in three or in three, four, all bent, all slid, all indicating stumble, all over the edge and being slid inside, Sicilian and prepared, an outstrung lubricant and stroll and stroll, top lifted, entered instrument and double strum and Catalan, caressive anacrusis, open mouthed, Turn took to fall in stammers unknown names of drift and angle. Any more I know of the open body? I don't know what passed for lack or wasn't needed. The fluid secret of the scar, ex voto in the sound itself, dissolved, enfolded in the vivid hole, in the vanishing point, in the sound of love, in the square, in plaza arms, in resonant garage, in penetrant refrains, beautiful horizon. You write non-local histories of the neighborhood. The whole and the whole feel like portals for one another. The playhouse is a funny house in a rocket ship in a tea room in a monastery. 
no one left intact in the alternate bar in the other woman's club in Hamilton Terrace. Andy in alternate Harlem, low and east in the various Piedmont. Everybody talking, everybody gone about the way you do. In the variant march, like something like work or like something off minor, playing all this love, all sown as if sun might then pursue no overriding, all overthrowing. They played all that tomorrow as your thing is old school. No such thing as the new school, really no such thing. If you remember, stop, erode, and no ligature, just bone on bone and blow and breaks and leaps in these broken suites and endless, plotless, just off right on time. After the election, in the wake of the elect, the exit of the darkest man is a particular thing we feel at these songs for the betrayed through this proximity's exhausted prelude can ever echo their fragrant explosion. The return of the question of remembering in remember and of binding something, but I'm not sure, becomes clear in blocking an uncountable thrum. I want you and I want all. Murmur on the edge of murder, ardor, churn, as we feel and fade or phase, no phrase, no concept, no mirage, just murder, murmur. John, I hear you asking, ain't you heard? You say, beauty is especially dangerous under pressure, and I hear you, but I also hope so. I too am committed to the carnage of song, all that branching and tearing and all that crush. Hood, hood looms, huh, in the human instamatic in the dark angles of the angels of light, in the diggers coming back, in the postcards, in the rough care of uncurated energies and scenes, in travel questioned in the precinct and the territory, in the coincidence of the block all up under the official island, in Bearden's open secret Martin Wong and all up on that open bridge, in open subramage you show the shed is open too. I believe in your delicate violence, but I also hope so, John. John, I just want to sing your name. Yours, Fred. Mm. Man. <laughs> Woo. <clears throat> All right. So um, at uh, MLA this year, I um, had the pleasure of catching part of a talk that Evie Shockley gave um, about the kind of the Lorelei that is the lyric. Um, and um, it was one of those sort of things that, you know, that made me just think about um, the kinds of things that I do in, in the work that I find myself where I feel like I'm really in a groove with it. What that made me think of, though, was what happens when I'm not in the groove that feels like the place that I'm accustomed to being. And I had the opportunity to write a poem um, that for no other way to call it was quasi-nature poem, quasi-nature because it's a park and so you know sort of like nature but sort of <laughs> cultivated in a particular sort of way and I turned in the poem uh, but after that I sent it to Evie 
and was just kind of like, not only is it a lyric, it's a fucking nature, but it's all the shit. And uh, she wrote something back that felt like it gave me, not just when you talk about getting permission all the time, there's not just permission, it's like tailwind. Um, so I'll read this poem here. A park is a ghost of interruption. A frenzy of green, soon, though black trees now, and brown, red too, though fewer, moor the air on their limbs invisibly. The clouds, satchels full of water, waver back off the surface of Silver Lake, where, peering there, I become a creature of dead fish and disturbed reflection. When I turn from the shore, I leave the water and sky to their union, here in lower air, which sheathes my limbs invisibly. The clouds, bruises full of water, hover. Should this sound like threat, I cannot provoke them so far below them. A twig breaks under my foot. Mud smothers winter's last fever, my feet sheathed in mud visibly deeper at times than I expected. I disturb the earth, the insects stop. I stop till they resume serrating a high wine. I am no conductor but an interruption. A park is a ghost of interruption, the cities. I find me stymied by the concrete, fauna and trees, the names of things, their etymologies. I find me coming to describe rather than find. My app can't tell which die cut I see. My go on, my mobile a veil between me and die cut, die cut, die cut, die cut, die cut, a veil between me and trees, our shared respiration. I seek an abstraction. To enter a mutuality, I mean to mean. Then a gaggle of scouts swoops past, loud and bright, sashes and patches, scavenger hunting. I am sewn back into my skin, stitched into the riddle of what I can share with them, their cheeks red as the jacket I wear, which sheathes me visibly and invisibly. Should this sound like threat, they holler to each other, flushing the woods, their calls ring through the cops, hunting. The high wine stops, then starts again. What are these insects called? Device, 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 device. I make them an abstraction, our shared disquiet. Insect sounds blur with car sounds blend with wind lowing. Asphalt paths cut through the park, trails as shades, stitched wounds. I am crimson cutting through the park, tracing these scars. The air chills me well. By the beach, a swale in the swale, a sign reads, if location of this marker is endangered. Should this sound like threat? To be here is to endanger it. I peer around me, my muddy feet, the distant call of scouts. We share the peril of being here. We interrupt the insects, high wine. I know so few names. I make of us an abstraction. I deny a form. Only a metric to measure quiet, to measure shared solitude, is to endanger it. That which we share, that which we discard, like corn chip packaging littering unmoving schools of winter killfishes. 
we breathe in cold, we breathe out. Wow. Um, some big love in this room tonight, man. <laughs> I mean, this is what I do call soul food, in the truest sense. Uh, such a gift and much respect to you both. Um, it has been such an honor. And, and I mean, very deeply moving. Uh, Fred Moten, congratulations on this amazing collection. Douglas, really ever grateful to you for doing the honors. Always, always a joy having you in the house. Likewise. Uh, big shout out to Catherine Bresner at Wave Books for all that she does. They just do amazing, amazing work up there. And we are just ever happy to, to be doing stuff with them on a regular basis. Today's event has been made possible by support from the City Lights Foundation. Continuing the legacy of our founder, the late Lawrence Ferlinghetti, through public events like this one, our publishing program, and educational outreach, all dedicated to sustaining a vibrant community of readers, writers, and independent thinkers. So, so long, everybody. Please take care. We hope to see you all again soon. All right. Thank you so much, Fred. Good night. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Doug, man. Thank you. Thanks, all of y'all. All right. Thanks for listening to Live from City Lights, a podcast from City Lights Bookstore and Publishers. Our theme music was provided by Axolotl. All City Lights events are free. To see upcoming events at City Lights Bookstore in San Francisco, check out www.citylights.com events.